Welcome to The Biggest Problem in the Universe. I'm Maddox. With me is Dick Masterson. Hey, what's up, buddy? And Sean, our audio engineer. Welcome back, Sean. Thank you very much. What were you doing, Sean? Were you farming more ass? Yeah, it was really weird. I um, actually got invited to a party, and then I woke up at Bill Cosby's house wearing a multicolored <laughs> right. sweater. All right. right off the bat. All right. All right. Come right. on, Maddox. Last week was a very exciting week with your gigantic uh, softball of a problem that you brought in. Yeah, I got a softball for you. I got a couple you can put in your mouth. Hey, listen, Dick. It, it, look, no one won last week because it's not a contest. Uh-oh. All right? It's never been a contest because it doesn't make sense to say who wins between toothpicks and, I don't know, say bullhorns. Okay, like, so who didn't win last week then? Should we start there? You didn't win with engineering sexism. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually blew you out, asshole. Yeah. I saw those votes. I uh, killed you. I creamed you. Okay, I got a, I got an impromptu dick versus dick. Weren't you saying, weren't you calling shenanigans and saying that's what, that was a vote grab, my Facebook problem? Yeah. And your Facebook, your Facebook problem was a vote grab. And you were wrong. And everybody agreed with me. So can we, we agree that you're wrong? That was not a vote, a vote grab. I win. There we go. So someone in the comments said that I shouldn't gloat so much when I win. Oh, oh yeah. And uh, he had a point, except I had already written this song about winning. Fuck you. I win. You know what's great about that song is it's so short, uh, you can hear it twice. Feels good, man. Feels right. good. Thank right. you. Bravo, Thank you. Dick. Real good. Real Thanks. funny. Real funny joke. I love that song. Real funny. I fucking love it. You know what? You know what, Dick? I don't have anything prepared right at this fucking moment, but you're going to get yours. Okay? You're going to yeah. get yours in the next episode. You're going to hear it. Oh, yeah? It's coming. Uh, speaking of having things prepared, I got something else prepared for you. Argument. Who will be the next target? Dick Warren's it should be. All from here in Tennessee. Oh yeah, we're in a championship. That's right. I'm a podcast named Biggest Problems in the Universe. How big of a loser can Maddox probably be? Bet he would cry, baby, in the spelling bee. Well, mark this down in the fucking snack. I don't know. Dick is the motherfucking champ. It's true, Maddox lost the argument. Now he needs take a supplement. It's okay, Maddox. What the fuck is the winner of this horse shit? Why am I listening to this on my fucking show? Turn this off. Turn this off. I'm going to cut the Cancel this episode. Cancel the show. Cancel right, that's everything. It. That's it. That's all the songs I have. First of all, fuck you to that guy. And and second, that's fucking awesome. Who did that? Uh, this, this dude. Um, I'll, I'll put his name on the. Uh, I'll put his name in the post. That's like that's one of my favorite. What, what's the guy? Pharaoh Monk. I don't know how to pronounce it. Pharaoh I think he he did that uh, that Godzilla drop. That Godzilla yeah. mix. It's yeah. so fucking cool. And it was from the movie Boiler Room. Uh, well, they played it during the soundtrack. I think during the credits. It's a fucking cool dude. Um, thanks for doing that <laughs> for the wrong fucking reason. I hate that guy, but love that guy. That's that yeah. was incredible. Good songs, talented people. No, those are shit songs. You're gonna get yours so hard, Dick. Okay, and then what was the what was the next problem? What was second place? Facebook. Okay. Mouthful. <laughs> I have some sounds and music too. 
And then uh, Asterios with his burlesque dancers problem with negative one votes. <laughs> yeah, I looked at I looked at that one. Uh, that so he got over two thousand votes on that problem. Yeah, making that problem the most controversial problem we've ever had on this show because it's at exactly zero. That means as many people disagree with him as agree with him. Yeah. It's a big problem. It's the most controversial problem in the universe. Yeah, uh, Burlesque uh, dancers. That's well, a bit, right at zero. You know what? You know what, Dick? Uh, your, what was it? The masseuse problem, your horseshit masseuse problem that right. you brought know in? Know-it-all masseuses. Yeah, know-it-all masseuses. That's been near zero for a couple of weeks or if not months. So mm-hmm. I, I would check the stats on that. You might want to check the stats. I got a stats for you. Anyway, uh, Dick, I got a comment uh, from Sarah Hoffman about your problem that you brought in, uh, which, you know, by the way, uh, speaking of vote grabs, um, so she said, as a female mechanical engineer, I think the bowling shirt is rad. Yeah. Yeah. So do we, Sarah. It's not a big deal. Um, I, got, I also got one from Megan Pennock. Uh, she's the one who's been doing the transcriptions with Lori Foster. Thank you, Megan. Right. She said... She quoted that guy from the article. And by the way, it was a guy who wrote that article, that oh, outrage yeah. article. I knew that. Did I, did I phrase it wrong during the show? I, you may have mentioned it. So she, said, she quoted him. She said, uh, they, the women, hear comments about bitches while being at bars with fellow science students. And then they decide to change majors. So she quoted him and she said, this has never happened. <laughs> Anyone that easily offended wouldn't be able to make it out of their house, let alone all the way into a bar. Yeah, no. I got one from Curtis Hodak. If your life plan loses to a shirt, you fucking suck. Also, it's great that a shirt is the biggest problem you face in life. Real adversity would destroy you. Yeah. I got one from Christy Chapman. The most offensive thing about the whole bowling shirt thing is that The Verge, that's the website that published that article, thinks that because of my boobs, I should be offended by some guy's shirt. And by the way, uh, the, the guy didn't have boobs. He's not, since when, when is, who appointed this guy to be the spokesperson for women to be offended for them? I don't know. He's not qualified. There's, there's, there's only one qualification you need to be offended as a woman. And that's being a woman. (laughs) That's a good point. He failed 100% of the qualifications. Yeah. He failed that test. I got one from Sword and Ink on Twitter. At Dick Masterson, congratulations at Plant. That's the guy who wrote the article, uh, Chris Plant. Chris Plant. Hope that clickbait made you rich, you rat piece of shit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty, pretty concise. <laughs> you Sword rat- and Ink. Is he a 1920s gangster? Yeah. You a rat piece of shit? Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, should we get to the problem? Do you have any more comments? No, I got some voicemails. Let's uh, hear the voicemails. Well, people have been reacting to your dick versus dick comments. Yeah, great. Here comes the Maddox. Uh, here's Maddox. Here's I'm no, waiting for no, it. Hold on. <laughs> I think quote unquote 2004 Maddox is really dick, and a pussy attempt to counter dick versus dick. Here's a good idea, dick. Listen to your own fucking podcast and make sure you don't say something contrary to yourself. And dick versus dick <laughs> will go the fuck away until this pussy ass attempt to 2004 Maddox. I never understood why that one guy <laughs> in a few voicemails ago on one of your episodes wanted to body slam me through a table, and you know until 2004 Maddox came on. And now I totally fucking get it. And now I totally want to fucking body slam it through a table after I set you on fucking fire, you yeah. passive pussy. And yeah, I know wow. that set me on fire too, but guess what? Yeah, that's true. That's contradicted himself in this voicemail. <laughs> See, it's hard not to contradict yourself. You didn't make it, uh, you didn't make it 40 seconds there, buddy, without contradicting yourself. I'm not 2004 Maddox. Are, are you sure? No, I'm not. It's, uh, it's a guy by the name of Matthew Guerrero. He says it in the comments. Yeah. 
What did he he think that was you when you called into that? Yeah, voice he thought that was me calling in as 2004 you. Which oh no, is a funny bit, but I didn't think of it. Yeah, I'm, it's a funny I'm way bit. less subtle. Yeah, yeah, my bits are more like this. Okay. Turn that off. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking break that fucking iPad. I'm so pissed. This is I do have I do have this one. Is a Maddox versus Maddox? Hey, Dick and Maddox, Anthony here. Long time fan of both you guys. Uh, loving the podcast. Gotta say, though, Dick versus Dick is a bullshit segment. It's true. Fucking, here's some Maddox versus Maddox for you. Great. The only thing you splurge on, Maddox, are travel and good food, but you're willing to rail on people who spend a little bit extra money on wine and steak? Yeah. Fuck you. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> what do you, what do you no. have to say about that? Yeah, that's it? That's his whole entire argument? No, there's more. No, no, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Number fuck two, Oh, Facebook, great. Bastion of Technology Madison, you're too lazy to use the cumbersome features. You know what? If you're too, if you can't figure out the features on Facebook, I don't know how the fuck you expect to use an Android or code your own website. That's just fucking retarded. Yeah, fucking retarded. He's fucking retarded. There. Wow. Great argument, dude. You know what? Why don't you figure out how to use your cell phone so it doesn't sound like shit? <laughs> yeah, huh? I was going to say, the fucker's too lazy to roll up his window yeah. and take it off speakerphone. Yeah, take Jesus it off his Christ. fucking speakerphone and get out of the, what is he, standing in a tin can talking to us, that fucking idiot? I don't need I don't need lectures from this, this jackass, this bozo <laughs> who doesn't understand technology. He doesn't even understand how to not make his voice not sound shitty. We've had, we've had people call into the show who are yeah. older, younger. We had a three-year-old on last time. He sounded pretty good. Sounded crystal clear. What's your problem, dipshit? And he was in Ireland, yeah. no less. <laughs> What's that, like a billion miles away? A one billion miles away. Count, point, counterpoint. Right. Hey guys, one. my name's Ryan from Pennsylvania, and I hate Amish people. They are the true biggest problem in the universe, and I'm okay. sure that you'll get to them eventually. Maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that I love the show. Thanks for doing it. Uh, Maddox, you are killing it with the Dick versus Dick segment. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing that all your arguments are rock solid and that you're uh, invulnerable to contradiction. Okay. Yep. Dick might actually have some ammo to fire back at you. Mm-hmm. On a side note, I wanted to congratulate you for doing the right thing in the Jennifer Lawrence's tits episode and taking a stand against victim blaming, which is a huge problem yeah. in uh, modern culture. Yeah. Way to go. Um, I know that you personally would never blame a victim you would for never being a victim that. of a crime. Oh, boy, just, here we like, go. It's just a random example. Smart. Like, if people on the subway were getting their Beats by Dre headphones stolen. Oh, that was hilarious. I know <laughs> that you would blame the criminal who perpetrated the theft and not the guy wearing the headphones in the first place, stupid though they may be. So thanks for being consistent and level-headed for every episode. And keep up the great work. <laughs> you know, fuck that guy. He's full of shit. Look. That guy's not a victim. We're the victim, okay? If somebody if somebody's in the in the subway yelling at someone else and someone stands up and punches him, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say, "Oh man, that poor victim got punched." I'd say, "No, someone stopped that transgression against everyone else in the subway." Oh, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying now. No, no, you I understand. No, you no I, so- I do understand now. Okay. I understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he made the first blow on us by wearing the beats in the first place. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, here's another one. Great. Oh, oh, uh, Butt Sanchez sent these in. I think. Oh, Butt Sanchez, my favorite. Our buddy Butt Sanchez. Yeah, does he have chlamydia now? Hey, you see a guy drinking a cold glass of Fireball whiskey in the bar? That's me not giving a fuck. All right, that's what a real man does. He drinks what he wants to. It's not a popularity contest. You remember saying that? Yeah, I remember saying that. Not a big deal. I mean, I, I stand it's behind the it. Only, it's one of the few spicy things that you can drink without looking like an asshole. Because oh. if you're at a bar at night <laughs> drinking a Bloody Mary, you're a dick. Like some jerk-off. Oh, who's that jerk-off over there with a fucking vegetable tray in his drink? Yeah. Which one is it, Maddox? I, I didn't contradict myself. I drink. I don't drink spicy drinks at night in the bar like a Bloody Mary. I, actually, no, that's not true. I do, but not Bloody Marys. Bloody Mary's a fucking salad. That you can drink. It's also a hamburger. 
It can also have <laughs> hamburgers be. in it. It can be, but it's a it's a fun, silly thing to do on a brunch date when you have a, when you have a chick with you. You wake up the next morning, you want to keep drinking, but also not look like an asshole day drinking. So that's what you drink is a Bloody Mary. You don't drink that at night at a bar. I didn't contradict myself. I'll drink hot sauce all fucking day. Is that a hot I sauce think, comment? Uh, no, I think his point was you drink Fireball because you don't care what people think about you. Right. Yet you can't drink a Bloody Mary at night because then people think you're an asshole. I don't care if people think I'm an asshole. Oh, okay. I'm just telling you what you look like. So drink whatever you want. Great. That's the lesson we learned. I here. do. Uh, should we get to the problems? Yeah, what do you got this week? Dick? I've got, here comes, by the way, this is our 100th problem. No, Did you know I, that? I'm going first. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! You know, Dick, in the comments last time, too, a lot of people were, were commenting about that. They said that we've got 99 problems, but the biggest problem ain't one. Right. That's, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? You bet. You Asshole. My first problem this week is for our 100th problem. (laughs) What a fucking (laughs) asshole. Can you believe that? I should have said the problem first and then said that was the 100th. I knew I should have done that. Fuck you, Maddox. Mandatory holiday shifts. (laughs) God damn it. Oh, thank you, Maddox. Yeah, that is a big problem. Mandatory holiday shifts. Dick, you know what this is, right? So uh, this, this is essentially an employer telling their employees that they have to work on a holiday. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's no big deal. Oh, if it's you no, have a problem with that, get a better job. Great. I knew you were going to say that. It's part of work. Yeah. Oh, so, sorry. What else do you want off? Or should we give you your birthday off? Do you want Halloween, the holiday off? Go to work. You're lucky you have a job. If, if your employer okay. can make you show up to work yeah. on a holiday, yeah. you're lucky to be working there because you don't have skills. Great. Great. That, that's it. Here's why your birthday shouldn't be off, because it's not a national holiday, Dick. We have a standard, and it's called national holidays. You have those off, and you don't have off bullshit made-up holidays like your birthday. It's not a holiday. So that's why people—and what if you're in Oklahoma? Let me give you an example. There's this guy from Yahoo. This was a, a Yahoo News article. He said, one employee said Human Resources has told them if you do not come to work on Thanksgiving, you will automatically be fired. Good. What if you live in Oklahoma and there are no other jobs and that's pretty much it and you have no choice, but the employer has forced you to come in on these holidays so you have forced? no time off. You're yeah. getting paid. No, well, they're, they're paying them the normal rate. I, the argument's been made. They're being paid time and a half. That's not true. They shouldn't be paid time and a half. It's a normal day. It doesn't matter that federal employees have it off. It's still a day just like any other. Do you take days Got off? A- Do you take days off, Dick? Um, I mean, other than like the, the constant days off you've taken and not preparing for the show. What do you mean? Do I take days off? Do you take days off? Do you take any time off from work? Of course. Why? Because, because it's work by definition. It's labor. I like to relax. Oh, you like to relax? Yeah. You like to have some time off? Yeah. Yeah. What do you do in your time off, Dick? Jerk off mostly. Watch Netflix. Mm -hmm. Eat expensive steaks. Harass women on Facebook. You harass women everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So you, the things that you like to do. That makes you you. Uh huh. You're allowed to do because you have time off. What if? What if suddenly, because of some circumstance, your employer or whatever circumstances came up in your life, you weren't able to take any more time off? Any more time off? That's not the problem you're bringing in. This is mandatory holiday working. They still have normal working hours. This is part of their normal shift. This is not part of their normal shift. The, it absolutely is. So they're forcing them to come in above and beyond forty hours a week. Well, they open at at weird hours. They're going to be open at like 6 a.m. I think Kmart is opening at 6 a.m. on Thanksgiving. Yeah. You think that's normal? That's fine. Uh, That's part of the job. If you're taking a retail job, when you sign up to work at, um, 
Kmart or Walmart or a toy store around Christmas like I did when yeah. I was a kid, part of that job, part of taking that job is realizing that you're going to have to work on holidays. Dick, the reason this is news right now, this year, more than any other, Walmart, for example, has always been open. I think for over 20 years, since 1988, they've been open for on, on Thanksgiving. It's not a big deal, right? Not news. But the reason it's news now is because a lot of other companies are doing that. So if you took that job with the expectation of having to work on Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's Eve, that's a different story. But not this about switch midstream bullshit that they're pulling, just like telephone companies when they decide, oh, hey, you've already signed the contract. Guess what? No more unlimited minutes. No more unlimited data. That's bullshit. If you go in with that expectation, that's a different story. But they're switching the, the, the contract midstream. They're switching expectations midstream. Yeah, I don't, have, I don't have a problem with it. Of course not, Dick. Mm. Of course. Why, it's, do, why it's not? Because you're working a normal day. You're wor- you're working. You gotta you gotta put in your hours, man. It sucks, but it's an incentive to get out of that si- shitty job. Go become a manager. Go back to school. Go to ITT oh. Tech. Learn air conditioning repair. Do something become to a, get yeah. out of that situation. Empower yourself. Oh sure, great. Become a manager. Sure. Yes. Let's just let's just like magic some management jobs. The, the, the rarest type of job in any kind of clerical industry. Hey, sorry, man. Life's competitive. I got bad news for you. Yeah. Some people get shit on, and so, they're working on Thanksgiving. Right. They, you know, some of the malls are starting to open on Thanksgiving from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. Like from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m., you're saying? Or after, no, so, like, after 6? Well, unless this is a typo in the article. This is from the New York Times. They said from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. on So they're having, day. like, extended hours. No, I think it's just four hours, according to this. Oh, that's weird. That's that is really weird. Mm. You know, the only thing more depressing than having to work on Thanksgiving is being in a mall on Thanksgiving. Yeah, right? at least the employees are paid to be there. You're not, you're volunteering your time to be in that shithole. Like when you're hanging out in those malls on Thanksgiving Day. When you're going shopping? Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, by the way, I, I need to explain this for, for people uh, who, who aren't American. We have this holiday called Thanksgiving. We take it off and have turkey. That's it. Yeah. 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 Not a big deal. So if you had to miss it to go to work, it wouldn't be a big problem. Here's another quote. Walmart officials say that they're doing consumers a favor by opening on Thanksgiving to reduce the long lines that have upset many shoppers on Black Friday. Walmart announced on Tuesday that it would spread Black Friday over five days. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah, it's bullshit is what it is, Dick. Because this isn't for consumers, right? That's, that's fucking bullshit. You know that's bullshit. It's not for consumers. It totally is for— No, it's go not. Go ahead. Go ahead. But it's I do for, think it's, it's for consumers. It's not. It's for their bottom line. You can't spread Black Friday over five days because Friday isn't five days long. It's one day long by definition. It has the word day right in the title. Friday. One. Singular. Yeah. And the reason Black Friday's door-busting sales exists is to get people in the store to get them pumped up and buy other products. Sure. If you spread it out over five days, that defeats the purpose. Of getting people in the door? Well, yeah. No, I, I disagree because it's chaos on Black Friday. If they spread it out and get the people, get the same amount of people in, like if they spread it out a little bit over time, Dick, the then that's on- good for them. Well, the only reason people stand in line and they have those doorbuster sales is because they have those ridiculous red herring sales. And yep. people want to, to grab those as quickly as possible. I've actually been to uh, Black Friday sales. So Black Friday, for those who don't know, is usually, they call it black because it's the first time a many retailers start to turn a profit throughout the year. And right. that's why they, they say they're in the black when they're, when they're profitable. And they do this the Friday after Thanksgiving. That's where Black Friday came from. Uh, but the reason that that exists is the, 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 the doorbuster sale. The reason the doorbuster sale exists is to get people in there. If they, have, they can't have a doorbuster sale 
for five days. That does, it doesn't work. Well, it's just the same. Is it the semantics of it? Why not? Yeah, why? Well, it, because they'll run out of product. The Black Friday sales, those those doorbuster things. Oh, they, they but they sell everything. Oh, too bad for them. No, no, they, they sold ju- all their shit. <laughs> Sean, we missed you. <laughs> Fuck you, Sean. <laughs> I didn't miss you. Go go farm some asses. No, listen to this, dude. They so they only have like they might they might give away a big flat screen TV for I don't know like a thirty or 40, 40 inch TV. Okay, for like two hundred dollars, right? right. That's the big thing that's going to get customers in the door. But they only have on hand maybe 100 of them. So the first 100 customers will get in and get those, and then the rest of them are fucked. Yeah, so you better go on Thanksgiving. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. Instead of the day after Thanksgiving? That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Here's another quote. It became Black Friday, then it became Thursday, and now it's becoming week-long says Duncan McNaughton, chief merchandising officer at Walmart. <laughs> Maybe it's going to be all of November. Sure. Sure, cool. fuck it. Hey, you know what? Why don't we just make every day Black Friday, Dick? If, you're, if yours and Sean's logic fucking works, <laughs> then let's just make every day Black Friday. Let's just sell everything all the time. Companies will make money all the, every day, all day, every day. Yeah, that's called the internet, where every day is Black Friday. Oh, well, speaking of the internet, you know, I have some stats. I got a stats for you, Dick. Nine out of ten Americans don't even plan on spending Thanksgiving hunting for bargains at all. Only 7% do. And over 53% are going to shop online exclusively. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I get all my presents in like the week before Christmas Day in a mad panic. Right. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Yeah. And I always botch it. I always get people the worst gifts. Yeah. (laughs) I always overdo it and then I end up like picking the best one and sending the one I didn't like back. After after Christmas. You buy people multiple gifts? Yeah, because I'll buy one, and then I'll find something I like better, or then I'll realize, like, eh, I spent too much money on my brother-in-law here. I'm going to send some of this back and recoup some of my losses. Man, it's, it's so depressing. The whole racket's so depressing. I used to spend thousands of dollars on friends on Christmas, and everything I bought people made me feel so empty. Because <laughs> I would spend lots of money on these gifts, yeah. and I'd give it to them, and I'd see the looks on their faces, and they're like, Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. great. Uh, it's like it's going on the pile with their other games or DVDs or mm-hmm. what, or sweaters or whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter what I buy them. So I decided a long time ago, probably about uh, almost ten years ago, I decided no more gifts. Uh, I'll buy people gifts if I see something that I think that they would like throughout the year for no reason. Right. But I would spend the money that I spent on other people on me. Oh. And I feel great. It's very charitable yeah. of you. No, I've spent I've spent every dime of Christmas money on myself. For years, and I feel so much better. I feel like I'm a genuinely better person. Yeah. I've, I've spent that money to travel. I went to London. I went to Budapest. I went to Thailand. I've, I've had a great time traveling the world on the money that I would have spent on friends. It would be nice if everybody just bought themselves their own thing. Like yeah. I think this that's like the, the man's perfect Christmas or perfect birth. Well, probably just perfect Christmas is if he could just buy his own stuff and give everyone else credit for doing it. Because the prospect of telling people what I want or what I might want uh, drives me insane. Oh, yeah. It's nerve-wracking. Yeah. Which, but that's not the problem here, is it? Well, it's part of the problem. Uh, it's... People being for, mandatory holiday workouts. Mandatory holiday workshops. So let me ask you something. Yeah. What about uh, what about firemen and cops that have yeah. to work on the holidays? Yeah. Just fuck them. They no. they, they deserve it, but people uh, stocking shelves at Walmart don't. No, they work in shifts, Dick, and those are actual services that we need. So we don't need we don't need to go buy stuff. No, we don't. In fact, I got a quote from Deisha Barnett, a Walmart spokesperson. 
She says that many shoppers were happy that the company would be open on Thanksgiving. We're in the service industry, she said, and we're just like airports and grocery stores and gas stations that are open on Thanksgiving Day so they can provide what customers need. Yeah, just like grocery stores and gas stations. Customers need to shop for bargains on Thanksgiving Day. You're just like that, Walmart. Well, what's the difference? Honestly, what's the difference? Like, what is the difference between having a gas station open or, like, enough gas stations open and having a Walmart open? Dick, the difference is if you need fuel to say, I don't know, get to the hospital in an emergency because your dad's having a stroke like mine did a couple years ago, you need fuel in in a pinch The gas station needs to be open. That's a service that's necessary. Mm -hmm. Buying marbles and toys and Xbox Ones is not. What if you're buying glasses or contacts? What if you're buying something that that treads the line? You could could save it a day. You could go a day without it, but you want it today. Walmarts (laughs) have food, too, a lot of them. Yeah. In case you forgot the, you know, cranberry jelly or whatever that shit is. Yeah, that's true, Sean, in case you forget. What what, what if your deep fryer breaks? Oh, no. What if your deep fryer breaks? Yeah. Well, if you're shopping at Walmart on Thanksgiving, you definitely need a deep fryer. I know you're all about the people. I'm just, I'm legitimately no. asking. Like, Dick, what? it's not a service. It's not like the fire department. It's yeah, but not who like are police. you to decide this? They're, they're selling goods to customers, and they've got an arrangement where people come in and have to staff the stores to sell it. That seems like a perfect system to me. Well, obviously the demand isn't there if it's less than 7% of consumers even interested in going on a holiday. Is nothing sacred? Like, do you ever want any just fucking time off? Can't we all just as a society look at everyone else in the eyes and say, okay, guys, this day that we're going to call sacred, we're done. No shopping, no bullshit. We're going to take some fucking time off and just relax. There it is. That, so that's what you want it to be. What? Fuck you, man. That's not how America works. Oh. You shut down your store? I'm popping up a store right next to you. We sell 24 hours a day. <laughs> Bye-bye, Maddox's Walmart. Hello, Dick's Emporium. (laughs) Nothing sacred here, man. Yeah. Nothing. I wouldn't even want to go into your emporium, your shitty emporium, selling what? Sweatshop. Sweatshop tears. That's what you'll sell, vials of sweatshop tears and and, uh, children's blood to masturbate with. Have you ever worked on... (laughs) Jesus. Have you ever worked on Black Friday? Uh, No, not in retail, no. I have. I I worked a a holiday shift at a toy store. I've worked on holiday. Yeah, I have, I have worked on a holiday, but not in, a, not in a retail. What was the experience like in a toy store? It was chaos. Yeah. It was chaos, but that yeah. was the whole point. Like, yeah. everybody, everybody who worked there had to show up. That's, that's why you work at a retail store. You know it's going to happen. So, for years, I boycotted all stores that were open on Thanksgiving. And one year, I was just driving by, and I decided, you know, I'm just going to p- take a peek because I want to see what this, this chaos is like. I went into a Walmart at around, I believe, 1 p.m. in the afternoon thinking that I was going to encounter long lines and lots of chaos and and uh, people just running around everywhere. The store was nearly empty. Mm-hmm. There were maybe two or three people walking down the aisles. I mean, it looked like it had been ravaged. Everything looked like shit. Everything yeah. was grubby, grimy. Paper was everywhere. There were signs dropping off, falling prices literally. It looked like garbage. The entire store looked and smelled like garbage, like there had been animals in there. But then I walked around and I looked at all the deals and I found these DVDs for like three bucks. And I'm like, yeah, I got, you know, I can rent this if I want. Uh, I don't need it that bad. There were no lines at any of the cash registers. There were more than 20 open. Mm-hmm. No one was there. Everybody just got in for those doorbusters and then left. I'll tell you what, man, you're an interesting guy because. Thank you. <laughs> families, families was one of your biggest problems yeah. to start this show. Oh. However, you don't want, you want to have sacred holidays. So that people can spend time with their families. 
Am yeah. I reading that wrong? Dick, this is the one chink in my armor. Yeah. I, uh, no, no, you're right. Cause I, I mean, I, I'm right. No, I read this. I, I, I very, if you could see my notes, I very meticulously crafted my quotes around the argument that people were making that you could spend time with your families because I didn't want to make As that argument. As you do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, no, because I don't. I don't give a shit. I don't want to spend time with my family. Families are gross. You spend time with your friends, though. Yeah. Aren't they your family in a way? Yeah, but only if they're traveling to Budapest with me. Okay. <laughs> so so that's a great example, Maddox. Yeah. People work at the airlines so you can take a luxury trip on the holiday that's not a, ne- that's not a necessity, yeah. yet they deserve to be there. But if I want to go buy, uh, I don't know, if I want to go buy some roller skates at Walmart, on Thanksgiving Day, you don't think there should be anybody there to sell me? No, it's di- a sli- I'm saying di- it's a sliding scale. No, it's here. not. You're it's such stupid horseshit analogies, dude. First of all, not everyone celebrates Thanksgiving. For example, if you fly Malaysian Airlines, the Malaysian pilots don't give a fuck about American holidays. And second, travel is a necessity because a lot of times they're transporting organs and other vital things on those flights that need to be delivered anyway. Way less than seven percent of airline flights are taken to transport organs from here to there. You don't know that. I'm, I'm transporting organs every time I fly, buddy. Right in my gut. <laughs> anyway, funny. what's your problem, Dick? Well, wait. The other, the other yeah. point I wanted to make was you are, in your book, uh, the, what is it? Um, I'm Better Than Your Kids? I'm is Better Than Is that the yeah, correct now title? It's called, now, now it's called Crappy Children's Artwork. Yeah. Okay. In your book, you make a point of being hard on children so that they'll develop their skills. Right. Right? You need to be, you need to demand excellence from these children. Right. Don't tell them good job if they're just doing a mediocre job. I will say the same exact thing is making people with no viable skills work on the holidays. Look, pal, you want to get, you don't like this? Yeah. Go learn a skill. Go learn how to program. Or maybe they have a child to feed because they got knocked up because they met someone at Burning Man or like your your buddy Bud Sanchez banged some chick in a hot tub without a condom because you listened to your shitty advice. Now he's got a mouth to feed and he has no fucking choice because he either has to feed that mouth or go to jail for not paying child support. Maybe that's the reason he has to work on Thanksgiving and he gets no fucking time off. He's stressed out. He loses all his hair and he looks like me. What then, dick? <laughs> All right, can we get to my problem? What's your problem? The hundred and first problem, <laughs> which, and I think every way is better than being the hundredth problem. Oh, no, and I, I'm going next. <laughs> so it's a, it's a busy busy travel time of year, yes? Yeah. On Thanksgiving, people flying organs all over the place, you know. <laughs> my problem is airline surcharges. Airline surcharges, Dick. This sounds a lot like your uh, horseshit Uber problem, right? Or solution. I, I thought guess. this would be a horseshit problem, but then yeah. I started doing research on it. I think it's a lot more insidious than we think because I I, I brought it in just for the luggage thing, right? It's, like it's, it's infuriating. Totally infuriating. Why are you so uh, incensed by it? Because they they act like this is some kind of. Uh, let me let me explain what it is first. If if, if yeah. you bring luggage, you have to pay like twenty thirty dollars a bag to bring it on the plane, right? Which is brand new. Right. This is like a two-year-old thing. Like, I don't remember seeing this two years ago. It was shortly introduced in some airlines after 9-11 because they, they pushed – the argument they made was to help recover some of the lost profit from people traveling less after 9-11. Uh, and pay for, like, the screeners and stuff like that? Y- y- yeah. And then it, got, then it got heightened around uh, late 2007, early 08 when the housing market here crashed and everything uh-huh. was – it's the – 
it affected so many industries, including the airline industry. So then right. it really ramped up then. So it's been six or seven years of like heavy charges. So yeah. let's let's keep this in mind for a timeline because okay. I found out a lot of interesting shit about airline surcharges. Why are you so incensed by having to pay fifty dollars to bring a bag where you want to go? Well, because it's it's costing them uh, almost nothing yeah. in fuel. Right, because if unless the bag weighs more than what, like twenty, thirty pounds, which most of them do, like a little carry-on, they're starting to charge for those little carry-ons now, yeah. the ones that your personal affects yeah. that you're bringing with you. Um, and there's there's a picture on the internet of this guy who at the gate didn't want to pay the the carry-on fee, so he unzipped his bag and put on every piece of his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and the gate agent was so pissed off. She said, I'm going to follow you to the gate and make sure it's still on. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to charge you. He goes, go ahead. go ahead. And so this asshole got on the flight, like delaying everything and everyone, wearing like th- like 10 coats, three hats, two pairs of pants like a dick. Was this guy you? Yeah. That seems like something you would do. It is. It does seem like something I would do. But it, that's what it's causing, man. This kind of horseshit. Well, I, I think I know where you're going with this. What, what's your what's No, your no, no. Uh, so I, I've got a, first of all, I have a better way to get around the fee. Yeah. I was flying to Vegas. I was flying from Burbank. Uh, I was flying from Los Angeles to Vegas uh, a couple weeks ago. And that flight on a Friday night is notorious for being packed full of strippers. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you look around on that flight, and it's like nines and tens who are all— they all dress like they just walked in, out of the strip club. Great flight to be on. They, right? they could be burlesque dancers, but who knows? No, they couldn't. Because <laughs> they're all sitting in one seat. Uh, so I get to the, I get to the gate and this beautiful girl's there. She just, she walks up to the guy who's taking bags because sometimes they will make you check a bag at the plane. If, and it, if yeah. usually you, you check it before uh-huh. if it's too big to fit on the plane, but sometimes yeah. even if it's the right size, you get to the plane and they say, you got to check it. It's too full. So she walks over to that guy and just drops her bag off and walks away. And I was like, that's weird. Usually people fight that. Like, yeah. usually people don't want their precious crap to be out of their sight for the, the duration of the flight, right? Right, right. So I said, hey, what do you, and plus I wanted to talk to her. I was like, hey, um, what, what was that about? You're not, you didn't seem too upset by that guy taking your bag. And she goes, oh, check this out. Uh-huh. You don't have to pay to check a bag if you just bring it straight to the plane. Yeah. And, tell, and check it there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Little, I, I've been doing that scam for years, buddy. Little dick tip for you. Uh, oh, you already knew that oh, one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I use that all the time, especially with my giant, if I'm, especially if I'm carrying something that I absolutely have to check in, I'll put that fucker through security screen. Yeah. I don't care. Which, of course, is going to slow everyone else down. I'm not paying. Fuck everyone else. <laughs> dick, is this a problem or not? You have, you've been listening nothing but solutions with this thing. Well, that is, that is the problem. That's where I started. But I just, I wanted to throw that out there yeah. so everyone didn't start putting on all their clothes at yeah. the gate. That's an alternative solution to the problem. Um, it's bullshit because they do have you by the balls once you're on the plane. You've got no way to fight it. Like right. once you get there, they're like, well, you know, here you got to pay a little more. Pay yeah. a little more. Mm-hmm. Give a little more. Give, dime give, and nickel. Give, yeah, nickel and dime you to death. Uh, the, this is something they call ancillary, ancillary revenue, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. $20 billion in ancillary revenue. Wow. As of 2013. Yeah. I got that off of Forbes. And the argument that they made that these these were measures that they put in place to help recoup some of the lost money through travel, uh-huh. they're never going to go away. These fees are never going away. Right. They're only growing. Yeah. So now you're paying for food. You're paying for drinks. And I don't know about you, but I liked the old airline food. Yeah. Like, it's funny to joke about it. All the shitty comedians joke about it, but yeah. I actually enjoyed it. I looked forward to it, especially on a long flight. I don't care. Give me anything to eat. I'm going to be happy. Here's what the CEO of... Um, some airline says it's 
It's hard to believe that less than eight months ago, American, American Airlines was in bankruptcy, yet today we are reporting record profits, repaying debt, making additional pension contributions, and declaring dividends to shareholders. Performance like this proves we're on the right track and gives us confidence as we move forward. Screwing customers. Yeah. Right? Fuck American Airlines and their sardine pack. They are the most uncomfortable flights I've ever been on. American Airlines is terrible. They're, them and U.S. Airways, they suck the biggest dick in the industry. Yeah. So here's where it gets worse, all right? Yeah. Do you remember when booking a flight was a complicated mess and the, the price you paid for your ticket was always exorbitantly more than the price you saw on the website? Yeah, it's bullshit. All the fees and stuff that they tacked on. Right, so yeah. they fixed it. The Department of Transportation said, you can't do that anymore. Right. You just take the number you display at the end and put it at the front. Exactly. So they did this in 2012, and have you noticed that it's super easy to shop for tickets now? Uh, yeah. Yeah? It's well, great. that's about to end, pal. Oh. Uh, what? The uh, House just passed a Transparent Airlines Act of 2014, this is supposed to be for the benefit of consumers, mm-hmm. right? Yet somehow it's being funded by airline by the airlines, and uh, it was passed by Congress in a style of vote that that hides all the all the identities oh, of the I people hate supporting that shit. it. Yeah, yeah. So this thing, how, how does that voting process work? Do you know? No, I don't know. It's called. Uh, let me see. I wrote it down. Because they, they create, like, a committee to vote on something like this. Right. And that's how they vote through the committee. So the committee counts as a vote for or against this measure. And that's how they, they avoid They say, well, the committee voted for it. We didn't personally vote for it. It's called a voice vote. So they did this. Oh, okay. That's how. Okay. Because the airline companies say, well, wait a minute. It's too confusing to consumers to see one price tag. <laughs> they, need to see, they need to see how many surcharges and taxes are in it. Like when you go to the store and buy a soda, the sales tax isn't on the soda. You see it at the register. Yeah. 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 So we're about to lose that ability. Those motherfuckers are, and you know what? We've already lost it with these surcharges because they've already found a way to put in more hidden fees. And that's what I was going to bring up. They have, the fuel surcharge has absolutely nothing to do with the fuel. Like how is fuel any different than the price of the ticket? You don't get in a cab and he says, "Well, it's five bucks to get there, but uh, it's <laughs> yeah. gas is going to cost about thirty-two fifty. Right. Well, can I opt out of paying for gas and just get there? Because can I do that? Because yeah. I want it. Just get me there, but I'm not going to pay for gas. I don't care how you do it. Yeah, get on a hill and let the car idle down to my destination. That's fine. I'll pay for that, but not for gas. Can you can you opt out of that? Uh, no, you can't. Of cannot. course not. You so it's just part of the fucking travel fee, isn't it, dickheads? Just add it in one fucking fee and quit the cut the bullshit." Yeah, it's a shakedown. So now, now we're going to lose the total ticket price, and all they're going to do, what they've learned since putting in this baggage handling fee, what they've learned is that they can, dis- they can shake us down for ancillary revenue left and right. Air travel's about to get even shittier. That's right. why it's a big problem. Right, you got a lot of uh, air pro- air air related air travel related problems. Yeah, there. you know, it's because it's such a great technology, and I f- and I don't think it's being used. Uh, in a way that, like, helps us. Like, it's still a pain in the ass. A hundred years later, and it's still a miserable experience. Soaring through the air at speeds unimaginable by our ancestors is a pain in the ass, and it shouldn't be. You know, it, you know when it was really great, Dick, was right around 2000, right before 9-11. It was actually pretty awesome. You could buy a flight, you could buy a ticket on a flight and travel to, say, China, and the flight might be half empty because... 
there aren't, you know, they, they, it's still profitable for them to go that route because there were so many flights and so many more customers flying that, it, that the airlines could afford to have more flights sometimes and the, and the cushion from the other flights would be okay. Right. But now what airlines are doing, this is the most insidious thing, is they're overbooking flights. And that's why you have those surcharges that, they, that they're trying to get in there for you to check your luggage, yeah. right? They're overbooking these flights. So when you get to the gate, supposedly if you have a ticket, that should guarantee you a seat and some space for your personal affects. But now they're saying there's no space for your personal affects for that one ticket that you have for the carry-on that you have, which means they overbooked the flight. And then that's why they always make that announcement saying, hey, is anyone willing to give up their seat? We'll pay you $500, go to the next flight, whatever, because it's worth it for them. And that's called surge pricing. Yeah. Paying you to get off the flight, right? It is. You mean a surge price that the airline pays you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't get to set that price. But they no, they'll keep upping it. If yeah. you don't take it, they'll start giving away like free tickets and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Look, my point is, uh, that's the future. That's the, that's the future flying. Pay for bags. Now you're going to be paying for seats. You're going to be paying for cabin pressure. You're going to be paying for every little <laughs> oxygen molecule that you get to breathe on this stupid flight. Yeah, you know what pisses me off the most, though, Dick? Look, you want to charge me for—I for, I think it's actually a good thing to charge uh, a surcharge for those heavy luggages, especially—it used to be for anything in excess of one. The first bag—the uh, first checked bag was free, and everything after that was was charged extra. I'm, I thought, wow, that's great. Finally, it'll get some—and some, uh, it's usually women that I see carrying around huge bundles of their fucking clothes and shoes and shit. And I'm like, just fucking stop packing so much shit. You're just going for four fucking days. Yeah. I feel like I'm talking to every girl I've ever yeah. And so, and so it, if it encouraged them to travel more lightly, great. However, it's no longer become that. It's everyone across the board. Everyone has to pay this fee. So I don't know if, if, the, if they can justify, if they can rationalize this by saying, well, the luggage weighs more and we have to pay more fuel to carry that luggage. Why not a fat surcharge? Hmm? Raise the price of the ticket. Raise the price of the ticket. That's, That's it. Not Show at all me what the I'm sticker. Saying. I'm saying something way worse. <laughs> I'm saying charge fat people more. Oh, yeah. Well, no? Oh, sh- sure. Okay. Yeah, that would be great. Walk up, get weighed, and then pay that amount. That's sure. been talked about. Yeah. That has been talked about. And there was one guy who was made, uh, he was forced to buy a second seat because he could not fit in the in the first seat. Now, we're talking about an extreme case, but that did actually happen. But then you have all the, you know, whatever, fat people's rights groups or whatnot. I mean, it's, it's going to be, a political nightmare, but that has been talked about because the average American weighs so much more than they used to. It's causing, uh, you know, them to use extra fuel and all that. So well, it's interesting. Southwest last time I took a flight wanted to charge me extra for my balls. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, Dick. What to get you some little diamond cases to uh, to store them in so they don't what? get stepped on those little grape nuts? Um, I was <laughs> I was on a flight one time to San Diego for Comic Con, and when we got on the flight. The flight was less than I would say I would say maybe maybe just barely a third full. And we asked the pilot. We said there are people left at the gate. Why aren't they allowed on this on this on this uh, flight? And the pilot said, "Look, frankly, these planes were designed in the '70s, and Americans have gotten a lot fatter. And we can't we can't lift off with that many people on this plane. It was a little two seater, you know, two uh, two oh, aisle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And those yep. little guys." So Sean, yeah, you have a you have a point. You're going to Comic Con. I mean, that's yeah. Just yeah. Right oh my gosh, point. yeah. <laughs> Duh. I I was I was looking for my gate, and I was running down the, the airport, and I saw some dude wearing a Captain America shirt. I'm like, that's the that's the one. 
I just I just I didn't even heart attack victims <laughs> out of the gate who were also going to miss their flight. Uh, let me tell you, that was a good smelling flight too. And by the way, you know, I know it's a stereotype about all these nerds who don't smell smell right, but it's true. They fucking don't smell right. It's got to be difficult to clean yourself if you're overweight. Well, More sure. difficult. Sure. When I was overweight, I it was difficult for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's my problem. Airline surcharges. Good problem, Dick. I agree. Although, as usual, I don't think for the same reasons. Uh, but yeah, that is a good problem. What's the hundred and second problem? Okay, Dick. You know, I, I'm editing these episodes. <laughs> the hundred and first episode. <laughs> I'm going to be editing that. Hey, wait, I got some more. Do you mind if I uh, play some celebrity voicemails? Great. We got a couple oh, more. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's hear it, yeah. yeah. Hey, Maddox, this is Jesse Ventura. I heard last week on your million download jerk-off session that you were impressed that you had celebrity listeners. And I just wanted to say that I don't think that Zoe Deschanel one was real. I think it was the government. Or possibly oh, clones. Great. Them cocksuckers in Area 51 can do just about anything. Clones. Anyways, they yeah. go fuck yourself. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Ventura, definitely the real one. What was the real this? Jesse? Who? Jesse Ventura? Oh, Jesse, Jesse Ventura. Ventura. Oh, yeah, of course it's Jesse Ventura. You know, uh, you know, Dick, that was a funny, funny uh, celebrity voicemail. Um, I have gotten in the last, I'd say, two days, uh, maybe just a, a half dozen of emails from people, all for various topics, various subjects, either praising the show or commenting or sending in problem suggestions, et cetera, et cetera. And invariably, they're all addressed to me. And invariably, at the end, they all sign off with P.S. Dick's an idiot or P.S. Dick's an asshole. Yeah. It's just like, it seems like a, a common sign off and he did it in that voicemail too well here, here's another voicemail great hello dick go fuck yourself <laughs> that's pretty much it <laughs> here's a guy you know a celebrity friend of yours of the morning here this be bono oh great <laughs> this be bono he's <laughs> <laughs> spot on let's hear this. rat bastard you start snickering you with your flash photography <laughs> And now me Irish eyes ain't smiling. <laughs> oh, finity D. Me rods and me cones. Me rods and me cones. I can't even see the poor me a bottle of lucky charms. <laughs> now me life's more pathetic than a Sinead O'Connor cover band. Oh. At least I can still listen to the biggest problem in the universe, though. Good shout out. Love the show. Keep trying, Dickie. Bono out. <laughs> hey, he got his, though, didn't he? What did What's he do? A, what, what do you mean? He was riding his bike. Another problem, right? He fucked himself up good in Central Park. Oh, he did? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh. Yeah, read the news story. Yeah, yeah I saw the, I I saw like, the headlines, but I, I didn't click on it. I thought you'd take joy in that, but... No, I, it, was a, it was an obfuscated headline, so I thought I wasn't going to click. But he hurt himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was much... You know, first I said, like, uh, oh, he hurt his arm on the bike, but it's like, oh, no, no, he broke his uh, shoulder blade in three, his, in three places, si- broke his arm in six places. It went through... The bone went through the skin. Holy shit. Fractured his orbital socket, too. So, yeah. He, Are you he got, kidding no, me? No, he got fucked up good. Wow. Oh, wow. You... Bicycle. Sean, you... Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's I'm not. writing that down. Yeah, fuck Thanks, you guys. Sean. Uh, Wrong, Sean. Listen, you guys can't see right now, Sean and Dick, because it's obscured by the table, but I am fully engorged after listening to that story. That makes me so happy. That makes me really, really happy. And uh, speaking of engorged, my second problem this week is snakes. <laughs> God Because <damn laughs> I got a python under the table, baby. Snow's Ark over here. Dogs, monkeys, <laughs> snakes. What's next? 
Goats, hippos. Hey, 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 spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> What's wrong with snakes? What's wrong with snakes? Everything. All right? For, so when I started Googling snakes, I was just I was curious about how many fatalities are caused by snakes every year. Okay. And there is a Wikipedia page. I don't know why it's so detailed, but there's an entire list of almost every single fatal snake bite in the United States. Hmm. And, it, and it's, it's categorized by decade. You can go through one by one. Can Let you me- see how many got bit in their dicks? <laughs> uh, I believe, yeah, I believe that is a category. Yep, there it is. Bit by dicks. Um, bit on their dicks, rather. So I have a few of these I want to read. This one's, her name is Jackie Ledwell, 63-year-old female, bitten while taking a walk in 2007. Yeah. These are where snakes attack you. Well, they're not in your car. Well, yeah, they're out where you're walking around. Yeah. You're just going on a walk. Next thing you know, you're dead because of a fucking snake. <laughs> okay. Trent Lapret, 31 years old, male, bitten on each hand while swimming. Bitten on each fucking hand. Teaming up, man. Yeah. These snakes are getting smart. No, they're idiots, but they're, they're, they're vicious. That's what they do. They come up to you and bite both your hands. Like, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a fuck you finishing move. Yeah. It's like a Bay Ballady in Mortal Kombat 2. Mac Wolford, 39 years old, male. So, Dick, you said you're, you know, these people are getting bit while they're swimming, getting bit while they're going on a walk. He got bitten during a religious service at Lord Jesus Temple in West Virginia in, oh. in 1983. Was he fucking around with snakes? Was he beating one of those guys who's yeah. like immune to snakes because of God? Yeah, he, that's yeah. exactly what happened, actually. <laughs> and, and his son Mark died in 2012 also from a snake bite during the same religious service. <laughs> I love that religious ceremony so much. Like every time I see somebody doing it, I'm like, yes. Oh, keep doing it, man. I hadn't heard of this until I started reading on this and I, I didn't know it was a thing that people did. Oh yeah, and it's it's very uh it's very precarious because it relies on them milking the venom from the snakes before they do it. So what they do is like they get a they get a bag of snakes yeah. and they're the preacher and they're in the backwoods somewhere. They're in Meth County. Yeah. Uh wherever that is, they have a it's bag. It's actually West Virginia. <laughs> this, I think this, is a, this happened in West Virginia. They have a bag of milked snakes, so their venom isn't as powerful, and then they let the snakes bite them and declare that they're being protected by the power of Christ, right? Yeah. Very powerful visual. However, if you fuck <laughs> up a little bit and they, they generate some of their venom back, you're dead. Or at least you look like a huge asshole because God didn't protect you today. Yeah, I wonder if they lose believers after... Let's see, two pastors, father and son, died from this goofy practice, which is illegal in most states, but I guess in Virginia it's not because there's this, uh, what's, what's the church called? It's Lord Jesus Temple in West Virginia. They also refuse medical treatment because it's God's will. Oh, that's a good one too. That, that, yeah, he yeah. did. The last guy who died, yeah, he died, he died at home. Yeah, actually, Sean, good point. This guy, it said in the news article too on Washington Post, it said that he refused medical aid at first and mm-hmm. then it got really bad and then he went and it was too late. Yeah. They had to amputate his entire body. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, Dick, so I've talked about some snake victims. You know what the first recorded victim of a snake was? The innocence of man. Yeah. <laughs> when Eve bit the apple. Snakes have been there all along fucking us. In fact, you could say that snakes are the biggest problem in the universe. Yeah, all right. Huh? Yeah, right? Here's the, here's the other thing. So I was, I was also curious. Like, first of all, all my friends who own snakes are a little bit creepy. Right? Have you ever met someone who owns I've, a snake? I've owned a snake. Creepy! <laughs> You're the creepiest. Yeah. 
You're the creepiest guy in this room Look, and possibly a, block. They're a great pet. It's like having a waterbed, except as a pet. They're a very sexual animal. <laughs> Chicks like touching them. They like feeling them undulate on their bodies. They're Ew. a little dangerous, too, because you, you're, you're, you've got it on you. And they're like, oh, wow, you're, you're a danger guy. I like that. I'm turned on. Danger put guy. the snake away. Let's bang. And I'm like, hey, why you put the snake away? Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, no, I, I did own a snake. Yeah, no, I believe it. I know, I know, Dick. I know you owned a snake. I, I got a snake that chicks can play with. So this is from the Department of Wildlife, Ecology, and Conservation from the University of Florida. One in 50 million people in the U.S. will die from snake bites. One in 50 million? One in 50 million. Okay, so six people? About six or seven people per okay. year. It's not that much. I was hoping it was going to be in the hundreds of millions or something, uh, just this epidemic of snake bites and deaths. But it's about, uh, but you know, this, this, they don't include the bites. They get about 8,000 snake bites per year. Now, here's the problem with snakes as a pet. They live 20 fucking years long. Yeah. I don't want anything to live 20 years. Like, that's insane. Having a pet that lives 20 years long, you're going to have that fucking thing around all the time? Well, having a snake as a pet also seems like a gateway to get a shitload of weird pets. Yeah. Like everybody Tarantulas. Yeah. Crickets. I had to give my snake away. Yeah, and they don't they smell too? They, they do. And I don't know if it's the owners or the snake, but something is off. When I walk into a house and there's a snake, I can smell it, and it's, it's probably the owner. They're just not showering enough. They're, on, they're waiting for their flight to Comic-Con. Hmm. So you have to feed them frozen, pre-killed animals, like rodents. No, you can feed them live, live yeah. mice and yeah. live rats. Yeah, but the problem is if you feed them live mice and rats, they, quote, become too aggressive. That's what I've been told by snake owners. No, that's that's no, bullshit. Not, not that's true. totally not yeah. true. It's it's all the people. It's all it's PETA and animal rights activists not wanting a, a a you know a snake to actually do what it does in nature, which is like stalk and kill its food. Yeah, man. It's a, they 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 make you sign a thing at pet stores that say you will not use this rat or whatever hamster or rabbit in some cases as food. Is yeah. there a I've line about says, a- is there a line that says wink wink at the bottom? <laughs> Because that's all anyone's doing with mice from pet stores. Dude, people it just are, covers them. It people just, are very uncomfortable about feeding live mice and rats to snakes. Like when I when I had my when I I just had this stupid ball python. Uh, the person who sold it to me said to kill the mouse and then wear a chainmail glove and dangle the mouse in front of the snake to get it to eat it because they don't want to eat dead things. Like no, no animal wants to eat a dead animal. Is that me? Right, like humans do and vultures do. Yeah, uh, but but snakes don't. They just won't eat a dead mouse that's running around. So he, so his his solution to that was to hammer the mouse over the head with a shovel. Brutal, brutal, way more brutal than getting strangled to death. I think. Well, you kinda, Which is you're kind of selling me on the snake thing, man. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's cool for about like six months. Yeah, and then you got to get rid of it. And then so, yeah, and then you realize you have to do this for twenty fucking years. Yeah, that is, I I would never get a dead mouse like i would get a live rat and throw it in the cage and watch because it's it's awesome to watch like ah. they they skulk around the cage yeah. and they'll sometimes they'll come down from the tree and do like a commando attack right or they'll grab it and wrap it up oh so boring snakes are so boring man that's the one interesting thing they do is eat and then oh well you're done for a fucking week until however long it takes for it to digest that piece of shit and yeah. the food just sits there in their gut rotting you don't have to th- so i was reading the benefits of reading of, of, of owning a snake and there were none i just had to go to yahoo answers and some some idiot was just like another big advantage that snakes have over cats and dogs is that you don't have to feed them daily yeah so that means that they're just sitting there with a bunch of shit rotting their colons all day and that that's all a snake is is a giant colon if you think about it 
<laughs> yeah. It's just a colon. Yeah? Yeah. That's a positive, though. Not as much shit to clean up. Eh, but they, they still shit, and their shit is what? Just calcium deposits, teeth and feathers and whatever the fuck else you're feeding it. It looks like normal shit. It, it looks, looks like, like shit? A, It looks like a bird shit, actually. It looks like a more solid bir- bird shit. Like, it's half white and half, like, that weird black. Oh, okay. I say I don't mind bird shit. But it's got to be. <laughs> Why? Why? It's the most offensive shit. It is the it's least. It's the only shit that gets on your car. No, that's not true. I've seen other shit on cars. My neighbors, for example. But bird shit, first of all, is white, and it just flakes off. It's just cru- it's like crusty shit. You just scrape it off. Whatever. It's gone. It doesn't smell. It's not offensive. It looks kind of weird. Whatever. I've had bird shit on me. Yeah. Like, I've walked around with bird shit on me. It's not a big deal. Sure. It depends on what what type of bird and what they've been eating. If it's a pigeon and it's runny, like, you know, you got diarrhea. That's a different story. Gross. Yeah. So I went, I went to this website called reptilesmagazine.com, and, and it's a care sheet for, for snakes. And they're talking about a baby corn snake or how to, how to care for a corn snake. They say, although it's normal for baby corn snakes to flee, hide, or defend themselves, it is also true that they have no real ability to harm you. A white mouse or a cat that plays too roughly with its owner can do far more damage than even the largest corn snake. Does that sound like a fact to you? Or does that sound like horseshit propaganda by Reptiles Magazine? <laughs> I don't think it sounds like propaganda. Yeah. It sounds like an observ. It sounds like a website that's made for children that you read. So? <laughs> Actually, all these websites I went to are made for children. Because I guess adults don't, don't have to Google how to care for a snake. Yet yeah. they're dying at fucking religious sermons and just walking and swimming. I think snakes are helping us out on that one, man. Get yeah. rid of those people. Shit, that's a good point. Um, after three or four successful meals, start handling your corn snake for short periods, except for the first two or three days after a meal. Be sure to approach the corn snake from the side rather than the top. That's fucking stupid. So I feed this fucking thing, my pet, my companion. This is my, my little buddy, my avatar in life. I feed it and then I can't even touch it for fucking three days. Forget it. You know what? I'm going to forget you for three days. And they say here, you don't, you don't have to feed them as much as cats and dogs. Guess what? You don't have to feed cats and dogs. You don't have to feed anything. Sorry, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I, you just don't. And then, you know, they figure, you figure it out. Where do they get food then? Some, out of the trash? Like, I don't know, man. If you don't feed a cat, it'll leave. It, leave the earth? Yeah, we'll die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude. You have outrageous expectations of pets. It's, a, it's just a reptile. It's just like a cool, wiggly reptile. Yeah, let me rephrase it's that. It's not your Harry Potter companion. It's well, not supposed to be running errands for you around town like you're a Sherlock Holmes villain. <laughs> well, then what's the point, Dick? If they don't do anything for you, what's the point? They're not cute. Snakes are fucking awful. They just sit there. They're boring. Hey, look, hey, come over, guys. Hey, if you got a snake, would you call me over and be like, hey, man, come check out my snake? I'd come over and look at it for like literally three seconds and be like, all right, this is boring. If a girl invited me over, I said, okay, well, let's do something like have sex. This is fucking dumb. I hate your <laughs> snake. I hate snake owners. They're shitty. They're shitty animals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their venom is uh, very valuable in, uh, pharmaceutical research, though. Snake venom. Is it, what's it, a pheromone? No, what's the, uh, an aphrodisiac? Is that what it is? No, it's, it's a legitimate, like, pharmacological ingredient. It's a complex molecule that we use to do research on. Uh, uh, there's a, there's a rattlesnake that, whose venom is used to stop heart attacks. Like, if you're having an impending heart attack, the venom will thin your blood. Because yeah. that's what it does. So they'll just, they synthesize a compound out of the venom, inject you with it, and 
Bada boom. No more heart attack. You can get your flight to Comic-Con. Yeah, all right. All right, conspiracy dick. That's I, not a conspiracy. Yeah. That's a legitimate pharmaceutical research oh, no, project. I'm, I'm going to give you a conspiracy, and I'm going to sound like a conspiracy dipshit here, but you're not going to get me under a fucking knife where someone says they're going to inject me with snake venom into my heart. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. And you know what's going to be ironic, too? I, I'm sure this is going to fucking happen, and then I'm going to need to get to get snake venom at some point in my life. Snake, snakes are bullshit. Snake venom is bullshit. Although, here's an interesting fact. Do you know the difference between venom and poison? Yeah. What? Venom goes in your veins. Poison yeah. just goes in your on your person. I didn't know this, but you could drink ingest venom. It. Yeah, you can ingest venom without a problem in most cases. Mm-hmm. I wonder what venom tastes like. I'd drink it. Well, stay we tuned for our next bonus, bonus episode. Bonus episode where... I'm drinking venom. Yeah, baby. Hey, where would we be without snakes? How would pimps get their shoes? <laughs> Alligators from yeah. kicking them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where without snakes, where would where would Indiana Jones be? He would have no kryptonite. He'd be invincible. He's afraid of snakes, right? Yeah. What's that? Afraid of snakes. Who is? Indiana Jones. Yeah, but it's a phobia. It's a natural phobia, right? Yeah. All right, Dick. That's all. I'm, I'm tired of talking about snakes. I'm tired of thinking about snakes. What's your next problem? Do you think that snakes are going to out... Where do you think snakes are going to be ranked in the uh, monkeys, dogs race? In the Noah's Ark race that you're putting <laughs> on our problems list, where do you think snakes are going to fall? Number one. I think the snakes are going to be a bigger problem on this list than anything we have, including slacktivists, female genital <laughs> mutilation, right. armchair psychologists, everything in the top, outrage porn. It's going to knock everything off. It might even be its own category. I'll bring it in 10 times, so it can be all 10 problems. Like Harry Potter? You're going to make a new list just for it? Is that what they did? Yeah, Harry Potter was on the bestseller list so long that they moved it to, they made the children's bestselling book list just for Harry Potter. Oh, I didn't know that. That's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, it'll be just like that. Yeah, hey, speaking of Harry Potter, I forgot to bring in this comment from Jason Montgomery. He says, holy fuck, boys, boisterous coconuts was cool until his lame-ass Harry Potter bachelor party and shitty problem this week. <laughs> for the se- for uh, second measure, a motherfucking Harry Potter-themed bachelor party? Really? And no strip club included. That's brutal. What do you think of that Harry Potter? Asterios Coconuts was in last week, Sean, and he, uh, he threw a Harry Potter-themed bachelor party. I think that's awesome and hilarious. And and his reasoning was so brilliant because he said it was to disarm the strippers so they would go further with them. I thought, wow, that's really insidious. That's really sneaky. Um, also, fuck that guy for using really as a punchline. I need to get that in. And I also want to say sure. this. I also Wait, do you have more? On no, 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 no. I also want to say this, Dick. On Friday night, I went to a comedy show. And it was a comedy and variety show that my friend put on. It was awesome. But during the show, there was some burlesque dancing, and this girl got up on stage, and my God, one of the most gorgeous women I've ever seen. This girl is amazing, man. What are you guys talking about? All the burlesque dancers are gross and disgusting and fat and whatever. Yeah, they they are, and kind (laughs) of up their own ass with, like, the whole performance of it. Like, uh, okay, you're doing, like, an erotic, a titillating dance? Whatever. What do you mean, whatever? That's cool. What what, What don't you like about it, Dick? Um, would you rather have, okay, if you were at a place, would you rather have burlesque or no? If it was just, no, I would rather have no burlesque than burlesque. I've, I've, it's a distraction from the bar. Is that, that's what you're asking? Like, I would rather have it or not. I'll leave it, man. I don't, I don't like watching interpretive dance. Like I don't watch. So you think you can dance on TV. I'm a man. I don't like watching celebrities dancing. I don't like just watching women doing art as for dancing. 
That's oh, what it is. Like it's oh, not titillating oh. at all. It's there's nothing sexual about it mm. to me. Well, if you were at a bar, it's either that or you're going to be looking at a bunch of sad sacks sitting at the counter. I'm, I'd rather have that than <laughs> than watch um, Dirty Dancing Two Havana Nights. That's not on my. <laughs> that's not on my Netflix queue. Okay, you ready for my next problem? Yeah. Not enough Black Friday violence. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. All right, that sounds like something I'd bring in, Dick. What's uh, what's your? It what's sounds your like issue? I ripped off your Halloween problem, <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> this guy Cliff Burnswag yeah. says you guys should do a segment on Black Friday, which kills more people every year than Ebola or sexy bowling shirts. He's right, but it's only barely. <laughs> really? Yeah. How many people do you think die on Black Friday? Uh, every year, I think it was something around uh, five to ten. It's almost none. Yeah. It's less than 10. There's a site called blackfridaydeathcount.com, yeah. which is just, it's this di- gigantic counter on top of the site that has deaths and injuries on uh-huh, it, and uh-huh. then all of the links to the stories of it happening. And there just, there aren't enough. Dick, uh, so my justification for my, my horseshit uh, Halloween problem, not enough razor blades and candy, was that it didn't justify the hype or the hysteria, which was the problem. That's not my justification. Yeah, so what's your justification My justification here? is this is the closest we're going to get to The Purge. You know that movie <laughs> yeah. where you get rid of the undesirable elements of society? Yeah. This is the closest thing we're going to have. Who's, 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 who's wherever they are, who's at a store on Black Friday slugging each other to the death for toys for, to save $20 it's on a PlayStation 4? The scum of the earth. <laughs> Am I wrong? Is that not the scum of the earth, but they're, they're shaping pop culture in a way I don't like. And that's, I guess that's the measure I'm going by. Dick, I don't, I don't know what's going on, man, but I just got this weird feeling like you're making a whole lot of sense. <laughs> and I'm not used to it. Because you've only done it a few times in our entire run of the show. Yeah. But this is one of those moments where I'm like, wow, uh, you actually have a really fucking good point here, and I don't even think I have a rebuttal. I think I agree 100% with you. You know why I'm making so much sense? I'm a Scorpio, and this is the Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. There it is. Horoscopes. Go vote it up, guys. All I'm saying saying is we got to get this problem. uh, This problem is actually, it will become a solution. Because what we do... Yeah. Because we get all the conspiracy dipshits, the anti-vaxxers, mm-hmm. the slacktivists, right? Yeah, the yeah. armchair psychologists, all the sexy engineers, the genital mutilators, mm-hmm. the people who can't eat spicy foods, yes. and the priests and the hippies with their outrage porn and their N-words and their other N-words, and their I- the iPhone 6 having non-apologizing shame shamers, <laughs> reading their horoscopes <laughs> and panicking about witches and Ebola. We lure them in. <laughs> Yes. With, un- with unbeatable <laughs> prices on Beats by Dre and Tom's, and then we dispatch the militarized police with their drones and the TSA with their monkeys and their snakes and their burlesque dancers and their movie ratings and their satire, and we just let them, and their Facebook satire tags, and we just let them all wipe each other out. Bravo, Dick. That's a good rant, and you worked away. Was that every single problem? Yeah. Every single one? No, no, no. It was, okay, it was, there's a lot of them. That's it was a, a lot that's, of them on top. You gotta hand it to you, man. I know we suck our own dicks a lot on this show, but that's pretty fucking amazing. Uh, you're not gonna get this anywhere else, guys. But that's a, that's a really good fucking point, man. You get all this scum of the earth, you get the sludge, you get these idiots who are, who want to go in on Black Friday and w- go in on Thanksgiving and these these holidays. Yeah, and they're making those people work. They're the ones, their drive... 
for goods, for consumer goods, is making those people have to show up to work in the first place. Their right? dri- yeah, their drive, i.e. your drive, Dick, as you argued for the first half of this show that it's a good thing and it's a necessity, just like firefighters and gas. Yeah. <laughs> you're this pe- you're one of these people. Oh, man, it's going to be so funny and a little bit sad, but mostly funny that – one of these days I'm going to come in and do the show alone because I'm going to have to announce that you died during a Black Friday sale. <laughs> Dick, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. There should be more Black Friday deaths. And I remember I looked up the statistics on this. Actually, when I first read it, I thought, well, that should be zero because nobody should die while shopping for bullshit. You're, di- you're killing people over this, this, uh, this cheap crap that they've marked down and all the, all the items that they sell during these Black Friday sales are garbage the tvs are garbage they're always stripped down yeah the worst features or no features um the dvds first of all they're dvds which nobody wants nobody wants physical media anymore but by the way guys anyone listening i'm gonna sell all my dvds maybe i'll just put up a, a sale on the website and just try to get rid of this all this horse shit but yeah those are the people um who are going in and dying for this garbage yeah and we, and we got – what's the stats on guns in this country? It's like we've got hundreds of millions of guns in this country, and there's only seven deaths on Black Friday? Come on. Let's step it up here. Yeah. But they are cool deaths. They're pretty metal. They're, it's not as metal as, as hitting a rodent over the head with a shovel, but it's close. It's trampling deaths. <laughs> Those are trampling deaths, which I think may be up there with drowning and burning as two of the worst ways to go. Getting trampled to death? Getting, getting yeah. trampled, yeah. Although, I don't know, would it be? Because if, if someone really fat, like say one of these these uh, these airline flyers, the fat guys, right? Mm-hmm. What if they just stepped on your head and made it pop like a watermelon? Mm. It's not bad. It's not too bad, right? I think you die in getting trampled with uh, by blows to the body, right? Like internal organ failure, not on the head. Not, not the way I've imagined. I imagine like falling no. down face first and my teeth immediately getting fall, like chipped and falling out of my mouth. Maybe that's a tooth. There's like a tooth fear that, that has something to do with that. It's not a cartoon. <laughs> it's like a real thing that happens. <laughs> Only seven deaths from Black Friday. Yeah, the not Black near, Friday death count. Website. Not nearly enough. Not, really, not nearly enough, man. I worked on a Black Friday at that toy store. Like yeah, I was you telling it. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was involved in a Black Friday uh, violence, an altercation. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you start it? Um, you could say that. Uh, I thought so, Dick. So I was what? I was 16. I yeah. was working at this toy store over Christmas, so I could so I could get enough money to buy a cool jacket. Like I wanted I wanted Indiana Jones's jacket. Yeah. So I got this job just so I could buy the jacket, and then I was going to quit, and that was going to be the end of my working. All right. The plan fell apart because I got a girlfriend while I was working there. So all the money I was saving for my Indiana Jones oh. jacket, I blew on her. What a sucker. Yeah. I mean, if only I was around to educate me at that age. Yeah. So this guy comes in during during the Christmas rush, and he sees a stack of, God, I think it was Sega Genesis's. Was that around that time in, like, 96? It was, yeah. Yeah, and the there was a price. There was, like, a bunch of different systems, and the price they had listed was for the cheapest system on the stack, uh-huh. and he starts freaking out, right? He's like, what do you mean it's it's $19 more? With the, with the controller and the game. And we're like, dude, we've been here all day. That's the price. Sorry. So in front of all these moms, these like mall moms in this KB Toys in suburbia, he goes, yo, why don't you go have sex with your mother? To me. To me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, 
Wow. So he storms out. It's knocking toys over. I turn to the moms, and I'm like, can you believe that guy? Wow. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, Dick, I think when he turned to the moms, I sh- I'm yeah. bad. But I think when he turned to the moms to say that, I think you were kind of hitting on them, too. Yeah, I was. Of course. So I, I got off of work, and I put my regular clothes on. And I walk into the mall, and because uh, I had to walk through the mall to get to my car. And I see this guy. So I kind of followed him. Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> And I follow him over to, it was some stupid calendar kiosk, and I get right up behind him in line, and I'm like, hey, hey. And he turns around, and he looks like he's seen a ghost, right? Because he's uh-huh. processing, he sees my clothes are different, but he recognizes me. Yeah. So I said, why don't you go have sex with your mom? <laughs> <laughs> he starts freaking out. Like, this is a grown man, yeah. and I'm a 16-year-old child, right? Wow, wow. So he, t- he turns around and starts freaking out, and he, like, he hits me back, like, the way guys do. Wait, wait like, a second. What do you mean he hits you back? You'd already hit him at this point? No, no, no. I was, like, just creeping up so I could be that really obnoxious voice in his ear. Okay. Right? And then yeah. I was having, I, I was giving him that smile that starts fights. Okay. Like, I know I'm doing it, but you can get away with a it. A little shit. Yeah. Yes. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> what are you going to do, dude? Yeah, like, yeah. You're going you're gonna to let me smile like this at you in your own <laughs> face? Are you going to allow this to happen? Yeah. A kid smiling at you? Yeah. So he, like, does that thing. Like, he blows up and shoves back, and he starts shouting at me. He's, he's puffing up his chest in your face, that right, sort of thing, yeah. Right, and he's so he's so incensed that he can't find the words. Like, huh? he's like, like, <laughs> like stuttering and stammering and storming around like Donkey Kong, right? <laughs> so these moms are freaking out. He knocks this mom's purse off of the stand. Oh, yeah, secure, like three gigantic security cards, guards run in and tackle this guy to the ground in front of me while I'm still just smiling there like a demon, just going like, I mean, you kind of, you you did this to yourself, dude. So yeah. they escort his ass out of the mall, uh-huh. three guys yeah. in front of his kids. And Wait. I'm just still standing there with the mom, helping his mom pick her purse back up yeah. and like put a seven in. I'm like, can you believe that guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, why did he even blow up like that? What did you say? And I'm like, I didn't say anything. Oh, man. That fucking... <laughs> So, so uh, lesson learned. I hope those kids went home hungry without their dad that night. I hope they got into a car wreck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, let's just wipe it from the earth. This poor guy who has a mental disorder who's yelling at, at, at employees in a toy store because they didn't have a Genesis. Oh, he had one. It was just $20 it's more. It's $20 more, yeah. Than he thought it was. Yeah. Or, or he might have been just an entitled asshole yeah. who deserves every bad thing he gets. Yeah, he deserves that it. too. He yeah, deserved it. But those, those people are generally rich. If you you're rich you're generally more entitled and if he's arguing for twenty dollars that guy's not that entitled if is you're he? rich you're not shopping at kb toys you're shopping at toys r us so yeah. why don't you get rid of that fucking <laughs> argument maddox that's my problem not enough black friday violence it's the purge let's step it up people yeah pretty good problem dick i don't want to admit it but i have to because it was uh i agree there isn't enough black friday deaths along with not enough candy with razors in it All right, Dick, what are your problems this week? My problems are airline surcharges and not enough Black Friday violence. And my problems are mandatory holiday shifts Mm -hmm. and snakes, which should be the biggest problem in the universe, guys. Vote it up. Don't disappoint me like you did with monkeys, you idiots. It's also the only only problem here that's not (laughs) holiday-themed. Way to go, Maddox. You got it. 
Although, you could say it's Christmas-themed if you think about it. Hey, speaking of the happiest time of the year, we're kicking off the Christmas season December 1st with our next bonus episode. Right, give it a listen. People really love the first one. We've got some, uh, actually, Dick's come upons is coming in the bonus episode. You're, you're going to get yours, Dick, for all the horseshit I had to put up with this episode. This time? Oh, yeah. The next one? Oh. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, you. yeah, yeah. And also, we have a big, big announcement to make. We should have done this at the top of the show, but we're doing a live show, a live taping we're going to be doing in Los Angeles. If you're in the Los Angeles area in December, we haven't decided on the day yet, but but sometime near the end of December, maybe the second or third week, um, so the middle, actually. But uh, we're going to be doing a live show, and we may be able to get a live studio audience in there. Not a lot of, not a lot of seats, but we'll uh, post some more details as this happens. And it's something exciting that uh, Dick and I have been working on. I think that you guys will really like it. It'll be a lot of fun. So to wrap things up, go to the website, vote on these problems, stay tuned for more information about those live shows and the bonus episode coming next time. And if you if you bought it, it will be emailed to you. Right. If you we bought should... the season pass, the a, a link to download it will be emailed to you. Right. We should, we should, however you sign. If it. you yeah. bought the season pass, you're going to get the entire bundle. You will get 12 episodes from the time when you bought it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.